Yeah, it's about that time you already know. Turn the speakers up, man, it's time to stop the show. John Tanner, Ryan Rogers, DJ Jeremiah. We bringing the heat, man, it's drunk, be fire like, bruh. We in the field, we in the field, bruh. We in the field, we in the field. Just put it in work, we raising the bar. Hey yo, what's cracking? It's your man Lecrae, aka Crazy Crayola, the bond servant. Right now, you listening to the track stars, Ryan Righteous, Sean Tanner, and Jeremiah. I see you, boy. Hold it down. Yeah. Yeah, back in the field with the track stars, Ryan Righteous, Sean Tanner, DJ Jeremiah. What's good? All right. This segment is sponsored by the release of Selfie Dad. Kappa Studios has released Selfie Dad as of yesterday. Video on demand. Make sure you go check it out. It is a great opportunity for you to sit down with the family and learn about the Bible. All right. Awesome. We have a very special guest with us. Miche, how are you? Hi. Hey, guys. <laughs> I'm <up>? good. <laughs> I'm good. How are you guys? I wish I was in the building, but this will suffice. Yeah, yeah. So you've seen Miche before. She's been on our show before. So she's part of Trackstar's team. She has her own station as well. So thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. All right, so we got we got some important things to get to today. So as all of you probably know by now, there was a big situation with uh, Lecrae and Louis Giglio. They were trending on Twitter for a whole day. People were killing them, destroying them. Um, so basically, they had uh, kind of like a, a roundtable type discussion it was Lecrae, Louis, and um, Dan Cathy from Chick-fil-A. And... Uh, Louis said some things that kind of caused a stir. Um, if you don't know who Louis Giglio is, he's a uh, pastor here in Atlanta. Um, I'll tell you more about him after we come back. But just so we know what we're talking about, let me let me play what happened and then we'll uh, come back and talk about it. Uh, you know, Lecrae, it's interesting because I feel like on the inside of the church, we're fighting this historical context you talk about. In other words, we love the blessing of the cross, but we don't we don't love to sit in it mm. and realize this is what God's asking me to do, to die to myself and to live for him, whatever context that's going to look like for me. But I want to flip that upside down because I think the other side of it is true with our nation's history. We miss, we understand the curse that was slavery, mm-hmm. white people do. And we say that was bad, mm-hmm. but we miss the blessing of slavery that it actually built up the framework for the world that white people live in and lived in. And so a lot of people call this white privilege. And when you say those two words, it just is like a fuse goes off for a lot of white people because they don't want somebody telling them to check their privilege. And so I know that you and I both have struggled in these days with, hey, if the phrase is the trip up, let's get over the phrase and let's get down to the heart. Let's get down to what then do you want to call it? And I think maybe a great thing for me is to call it white blessing, that I'm living in the blessing of the curse that happened generationally mm-hmm. that allowed me to grow up in Atlanta. All right. So uh, that's what Louis said in this panel that kind of got everybody um, really upset. But what also made him upset was uh, Lecrae nodding and kind of being like, yeah, yeah. Um, so people were killing a man like, uh, it was bad. It was bad. And um, Louis and Lecrae and White Blessing was trending. So basically, he said 
uh, white people have trouble with the term uh, white privilege. So let's change it to white blessing. So what did y'all think when y'all heard that? So, you know what, um, honestly, when I when you told me, you know, to, to watch the video and I was looking at it, I was just like, OK, what's this about? Uh, I knew exactly where Louis Giglio was trying to go with that. I know how he was trying to put it and it didn't come out right at all. It was the wrong words. It was even the wrong mindset, to be honest with you, um, even though he was trying to go there. Uh, and Lecrae with the same situation. When you're in a conversation, you just kind of like nod in your head because you you understand you want to get your point in too, but you don't want to be interrupted, right? You don't want to disrupt the, the speaker, so you just kind of like nod in your head, like you know. Um, and I and I didn't see Lecrae nodding his head the entire time. He did look like he had a pause moment where he was just like, "Oh, you know what? Let me, yeah, okay." So that's what I think is happening here. Like Louis Giglio, I've been to his church uh, several times. Um, I know how diverse his church is. I know he wouldn't uh, intentionally offend, offend anyone of color. Uh, but what he was trying to say was he was basically saying that this is the slavery was the way that white people were able to get their privilege in this country. Right. And he was basically saying that um, there was a way that was made for us to get our privilege. And he called it a blessing. Right. That was the wrong thing to say, because there's no there's no blessing. Um you know, um, coming out of slavery like that, uh, for, for our country, he was saying that, you know, this is how we got our infrastructure. This is how we became one of the most powerful countries in the world. And I think that's where he went wrong is that he was trying to, he was trying to explain where he thought all this started or where it came from. And it just went way left. And so, you know, I, I looked at all the different Twitter comments. I looked at all the different um, things that they were saying about Lecrae and about uh, Louis Giglio. I even listened to the apology videos that they put out. So, I mean, it was interesting. You know, it just it was just two bad situations. Um, I think that uh, Lecrae shouldn't have taken as much heat as he got. I really think that he had the right to go back and talk to Louis Giglio about the situation um because that's what we do we correct each other in, in, in private when there's a problem you know like that but i know where people are coming from with their anger and frustration in this time it felt like he was being um baited into saying i agree with that and that's not really i think what happened so lecrae lecrae um god bless it for the head nod but he actually did respond um so this is this is what lecrae said right after louis said what he said even the idea of, and we hate to use that term privilege or blessing, but even the idea that you have the ability to dismiss is a, is a privilege, exactly. right? Like you, you have the ability to not think about it. I cannot change my skin tone. I think uh, the notion of this, this kind of blessing or the, the ability to put the blinders on um, is because what my white brothers and sisters tend to think is that they don't have a culture. And, and that is an indicator of uh, this, this blessing, this privilege, right? Is that you, you, you believe you don't have a culture it's because a lot of times our cultural narratives can, can guise themselves in the form of righteousness. You'll think you're right because everything else around you seems to agree with your perspective. Yeah, yeah. And God has the right to critique that. God has a right to say, no, 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 no. I can critique that. The Roman Empire was everywhere. Doesn't mean it was the right perspective or the right way to see things. And so I think taking the time to listen to your black brothers and sisters would be would be helpful. Yeah. So that was his response. So even people who saw that response said that it wasn't strong enough. You know, he should have he should have blasted him right as soon as he started saying it. I could tell I could tell in Lecrae uh, 
his uh, demeanor that once he said um, they don't like hearing white privilege, let's change it to white blessing. He started to process it. He started to be like, OK, I got to figure out how to what to say back. I could tell he was processing. What do you think, Jeremiah? I was about I was about to do something. <laughs> um. Oh wow. I don't know, man. Um. I think the 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 thing is we like I I, I saw it, I, I I this week was funny. So I retweeted that the first time. Um. The whole thing. I, I first said hashtag white blessing, shaking my head. And then I tweeted out what the original clip was. And then I tweeted out, said, yo, Lecrae did respond. And I think sometimes we want people to respond in a certain way that it goes with our anger. You know what I'm saying? I think we want people to turn up and we want people to be like, you know, um, um, like you should have got at him. You should have got at him. And I think what Lecrae said was real. Like he's like, he was like, yeah, I, um, I under he he broke it down to him, and sometimes we I think like even it's been times when I could watch a Dr. King interview and somebody says something crazy and he keeps his composure, and he's not like turning up on a person, you know what I'm saying? Or even if you want to go that far, if you want people want to go that far, even Malcolm X when he's getting interviewed and he's talking to people and somebody says something right out, he just he just like. He's dismissed them, but it's not like on some negative vibe. You know what I'm saying? So I think at the mm-hmm. time we sometimes we want so much from people because everybody don't know what it's like to be in that spot. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You don't know what it feels like to be in a spot where you're being talked about something and you could be angry, but at the same time, it could come off a certain way where it's like, see, 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 that's what I'm talking about versus like they're having a conversation. It's not like what he said, I understand the gist of what he was trying to say was this was a blessing for white folks, but it was not a blessing for black people. And it was a blessing that we 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 don't want to say privilege, but we we love saying blessing. So let's say blessing instead of privilege. Is it wrong? Of course it's wrong. I think that's that. why people are mad is because the the breakdown was God provides blessings. So do do white people, do we believe that God was blessing white people with our slavery. That's that's what it sounds like he was saying. Well, I think I think for another thing too is like um, for sometimes some people may feel that way. Some people may feel like this is a blessing, but to somebody else it's trauma, and to somebody else they may not see it the same way. It's almost like I say the statement all the time: "It's like my hero, your villain." Like sometimes for some people, some things feels like a blessing. Where in actuality it's it's trauma for some somebody else. You know then, what I mean? Then does then is it a blessing? Because would God give you something as a blessing at the expense of someone else? No, and that's what I, I guess that's what he was Lecrae was getting at. Like that's that wasn't a blessing. That that wasn't that that's not a blessing. But I think at the same time, from our own warp point of view that would be a blessing for some, somebody would feel like that's a blessing. And I think, I think that's what Louis should have said. He should have said what you call blessing is actually tainted in blood. Yeah. But he didn't go that far. what do yeah. you think, Mache? Um, I think that their connection, um, kind of made them both hesitant, especially since we know that this was live. 
Yeah. Um, I think that their their connection made them both hesitant to say certain things. Um, I think they were trying to think through what they were saying as they were speaking. Um, is is very interesting. I also think that I don't think that what Lecrae did was wrong at all. I think the problem with us a lot of time is a lot of time when people are angry about something, um, they're so ready and listening to respond that they're not they're not really listening to the person's heart. And most of the time, like even with 45, um, you can pretty much hear the person's heart speaking, whether it's verbally or through a tweet or through what they're saying. Um, that's their heart. And it doesn't mean that it can't be changed. The word tells us that someone's heart, that the heart of the king is in the master's hand. I think it's just more so that um, they were... They were actually. I think they were actually listening and processing at the time. But you, okay. but you know, but you know what's so, so. I mean, I'm reading comments and people were talking about. Um, VC was saying if the Germans profit off of the Holocaust, do we call it a blessing of the Holocaust? And, we, and she and I released that. Heck no. But I think the question is now would now is a. I don't think. I mean, for us as Christians, this would be a good time to think about it. What is a true blessing? What is a real blessing that? That even even in our everyday lives that we think is like, you know, um, that we think is a blessing, but it is a very a hindrance. You know what I'm saying? In the long run, and America thought, in, in essence, they thought slavery was a blessing because they kept slavery for a couple of years. They thought, well, this is free labor. We're getting, we're getting, we. I got a business, blah blah blah. blah. But in actuality, it wasn't a blessing. It but was. That's, but it's not just the people who who were involved in slavery. It's people that are waking up now in America saying, "Thank God for my house. Thank you for blessing me with this stock option. Thank you for blessing me with all this stuff." Not realizing that all that came from the backs of slaves. The reason yeah. you have all this stuff you have is because of slaves. So, is it really a blessing? Can you even thank God for something that's that was originated? The reason you have it is because of sin. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's what any corporation, too. I mean, we don't know all these corporations and how they were formed. I mean, if you look at some people's um, money, like the, how they got their money or funding or stuff, some of it, it comes from slavery. So if we found out Walmart, it was was on the backs of slavery, you know, what I'm saying, would we consider that a breath, a blessing when the prices that we want at Walmart go down? You know, what I'm saying like, Certain things that those those conversations we have to ask about what is a what was a blessing for somebody else and is trauma or hurtful for other people. You know what's interesting is that even though Lecrae, uh, not, even though Louis said what he said, Lecrae was the one getting killed. He was yeah. trending higher yeah. than, than Louis was. Yeah, um, yeah, he sure so, was. So so eventually it got to him. Um, Lecrae had a bunch of Twitter exchanges. He deleted a lot of it, but eventually he ended up uh, posting uh, this. What's up, y'all? All right, so let's talk about it. About now, everybody's seen the video with myself and Louis Giglio, and uh, you wondering what the heck is going on? Well, first of all, let me just say this: um, thank y'all. Like sincerely, thank y'all for y'all just acknowledging the pain and the frustration that y'all had. Uh, with everything that you've seen. I know this is a, a it, it's, it's rough, you know what I'm saying? We're talking about 345 years, 400 years of, of chattel slavery and then 89 years of Jim Crow. And uh, we're battling still in 2020. And so I appreciate y'all acknowledging the pain and the frustration that you have with what was said. 
Um, it's helped me process a lot as well. First of all, I want you to know I wasn't okay with it. Um, even as I sat there, I was very uncomfortable and I was processing on like, man, how do I, what do I say in light of this? Um, it's been a lot of times where um, as I've navigated white supremacy or, or, or racial injustice, where I've just been trying to figure out um, you know, where I wanted to lash out, honestly, in anger. And there's other moments where I've been like, all right, God, give me the grace and the wisdom on how to deal with this. And um, in that moment, I was processing like, man, how do I, what do I do? Um, I ended up having a conversation with him subsequently, you know, right after we talked. And then I talked to him again last night and um, and, and let him know my, my views and my perspectives. And obviously I, I wasn't okay with it. And we can't just be virtue signaling and doing this because it's the end thing to do to talk about race on platforms. Um, and I didn't have any ulterior motives other than to, you know, help uh, and, and, and articulate, you know, some of what's going on in our world and in our culture. So uh, I just want to thank y'all, uh, especially my black sisters who have been on the front lines. Um, you know, I know y'all going through a lot this week and I just want to encourage y'all and thank y'all uh, for everything uh, that y'all have said. And, um, and thanks for the encouragement. I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. Obviously, I'm not OK with, you know, changing white privilege to white blessing. That's a privilege in and of itself. Um, but, you know, man, um, yeah, we we uh, we 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 talked about it and we're going to continue working through it. So I appreciate y'all. Love you. All right. So that was his response. Um, and then shortly after, maybe I can't remember how long after, but eventually Louis posted uh, this. I just wanted to come directly to you today and sincerely apologize for the use of the phrase on Sunday, white blessing. And I extend that apology today to every single person who is listening to me right now. But most importantly, I extend that apology to my black brothers and sisters. I, like so many, am so burdened about what is happening in our nation right now. And I'm heartbroken about where we are as a nation. And one of the things that I'm most heartbroken about is trying to help myself continue to learn and to help my white brothers and sisters understand that white privilege is real. And in trying to get that sentiment across on Sunday, I used the phrase white blessing for which I'm deeply sorry. Horrible choice of words does not reflect my heart at all. I don't, to be clear, believe there's any blessing in slavery. To the contrary, what I'm trying to understand and help people see is that I, my white brothers and sisters, we sit in large part where we are today because of the centuries of gross injustice done to our black brothers and sisters. So this is my heart. This is what I want to more fully understand because I believe this will help us stay engaged in this conversation so that we can all move forward together. So thank you for just letting me open my heart to you today. Thank you for letting me apologize directly to you today. And I ask that you would pray for me and possibly even join me as I just desire to continue to learn, to understand, to stay engaged, and to be a part of all of us moving forward together to the place that God wants us to be. Yeah. So what do you think about the uh, response videos, the apologies? Right. I, I mean, I said at the very beginning um, that I watched both the apology videos or both the response videos. Um, it's still the same. You know, I think you got to give grace to Louis uh, for this incident because he he does have a good heart. You know, his heart is not toward racism and it's not, you know, about um, making things harder. I want to go back to the original conversation, though. The original conversation is the word blessing, right? 
I remember listening to somebody describe this in the conversation about the blessing being like, like a blessing is when like Jesus died on the cross for our sins. Like that was a blessing. You can't call slavery a blessing in any way because the word blessing doesn't even fit in that narrative. Right. And so I think a lot of times we have to stop realizing like some things are blessings and some things may not be blessings. They may be called something else. They may be um, similar to a blessing. They may uh, resemble a blessing, but it doesn't actually, you know, come off as being a blessing. And so I think that's where we have to be more sensitive because I think that this is ha- it happens with every race. I think it happens with every race and every culture. I think we all have something that we might feel shame about or we might feel bad about. And then somebody else sees it and says, oh, don't feel bad about that. That's that's actually a blessing in disguise. And it may not be. Um, so I think that's one of the things we have to change. But I, I really like the fact that I saw um, some white Christians going back and forth on Louis Giglio's apology video saying like, hey, pastor, this is not where we need to interject our voices. This is where we listen. I know somebody on our team said that as well, but this is where we listen and we let our black brothers and sisters who are educated on anti-racism and post-slavery reconstruction have this conversation with us, right? We don't come in and talk about how we fix things. And so I saw, you know, a different dynamic going back and forth where one Christian was just like, well, you know, why is it that we're not giving Louis grace and we give everybody else grace? And it's like, you still can't interject the fact that you feel like he's not being uh, being forgiven for what a race of people are going through right now. You're still wrong. And I think we have that problem is where, like I said, y'all, y'all heard me last week when I said I was frustrated that George Floyd had just died and my neighbor was sitting sending out a tweet talking about some, could you all have your animals not use the bathroom on our lawn? And I'm like, who cares about that? And so I think we have to be, <laughs> yeah, we have to be in the mindset of sensitivity right now. I, I know I'm being sensitive to everything. I'm looking at everything as glass half empty, um, glass half full, because I, I know that what I say or what I think or what I want to interject in a conversation may not be received, right? So they put out a, a statement the other day about DACA that um, Donald Trump lost the fight against DACA and that there's, is something, there's reason to celebrate, but there's also reason to be cautious because this can come back up again. If he gets another four years, it'll come back up again, right? And so at that moment, I was just like, wow, I'm really happy for my brothers and sisters that are going through DACA. I know a lot of students in my program go through DACA. But at the same time, I don't want to send out a tweet, right? I don't want to say anything that might be insensitive to a, a bunch of cultural, uh, a culture of people because anybody could be on DACA coming from another country. You never know. So you say something about, um, uh, you know, hey, the next fight is the border wall. Well, the border wall might not be their issue. You see what I'm saying? So you just have to be sensitive at all times when someone is going through something like this. So I, yeah. I, um, I happen to know Louis and I happen to know Lecrae, not as friends, but I've seen him enough times, talked to him enough times to kind of know their character and know what they're about. I will say for Louis, um, Louis is not what people were trying to paint him as on Twitter. I saw a lot of people say um, white supremacist, KKK, blah, blah, blah. That's not Louis's heart. Louis actually is one of the ones who cares. He stepped in it big time. Real big time, big 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 time. But um, he actually cares. I, I've known I've known um, Louis since 2007. Our our pastor Damien 
at the time was really good friends with him and I was in the rooms with him and all that kind of stuff. And this is this is something that's been on his heart for a long time. I mean, he he has this big event passion that's full of white kids and he recognized that 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 wasn't good. You know, just because he's successful getting a bunch of white kids there, he knew that that wasn't heaven. That wasn't what heaven was supposed to look like. That wasn't what the kingdom was supposed to look like. So he had it on his heart before the hashtags, before Trayvon Martin. This is this is in the 2000s. He put, you know, put in the work to make an initiative. Now, did he do enough? Probably not. You know, I was one of the first black people to perform at a passion. In front of 18,000 people, he gave us our own breakout session where, where our room was filled with people. He tried. But I think where this shows him, and this is a hard way to learn this, is that trying isn't enough. Like, you really have to go a little bit deeper. And um, I think the lesson he learned is um, trying to placate racism is not going to work. You have to address it head on and you have to be blunt about it because trying to make sure his congregation doesn't get hurt by the word white privilege, put him in a lot of hot water. When the truth is, if they can't handle the truth about that, then they're just going to have to suck it up or leave. And I think he understands that now. Um, and I feel really bad that he had to to, to learn this this way. Um, but he did need to learn it. So um, that's on his side. On Lecrae's side, I... I don't know what it feels. Well, I do in some senses. I don't know how I would have reacted. I could tell he was processing. Uh, I know he wishes he did it differently. Um, but I do think he was trying to show grace to somebody he had respect for. And he didn't expect to hear that out of his mouth at that time. Because yeah. um, there's other cringy things that happened in that conversation. The Dan Cathy thing. Why, rubbing his feet or whatever he did. Um, that was a little cringy too. I, I, I get the point. <laughs> I get the point of it, but it's. Then he said, "White people need to repent." It, I mean, there was all kind of good things in it, but it was just—it was just weird. It was just a weird setup. I, I think what Louis, I hope, understands is if you're going to have these kind of things, it should be an opportunity for you to listen, not to preach. Like, you need to learn, not be up there with another white man and one other black person trying to teach together. It's—it's a—it's this is time to listen, learn. Uh, squash your pride stop trying to defend yourself and listen to the pain of people who are actually going through this um and i think he does i don't I, my fear is that i don't want people to shy away from this conversation because they see louis get killed when he tries mm-hmm. um i don't want louis to shy away from the conversation because he got killed when he tried he made a big big mistake i hope he realizes it i think he does yeah, he definitely um does. but uh there's a lot of other people watching that are like well I'm definitely not going to talk about this. Get out of here with that. We're just going to be quiet and wait till it blows over. And that's not good either. You see what I'm saying? I read a good article yesterday that my sister forwarded me from CNN. And it basically was talking about how um, Pastor Joe Osteen went out to the Black Lives Matter rally and marched with them, right? He was masked up and everything. And they were saying it's good that a lot of white pastors are coming out and speaking against this, he said, but it really doesn't make much of a difference until they preach a sermon about it, right? Until they get in front of their congregations and say, today's sermon needs to be focused on how do we get over this issue that we have here, right? And how do we relate it to biblical principle and apply it to today? Because we're seeing it happen right before our eyes and, and, and the church can't ignore it. And the article also went on to say that, you know, in 1995, uh, the Southern Baptist Church apologized 
for having years and years and years of practicing racist behaviors in their church. And so I think it's time, I think it's time for us to kind of say, yeah, you know what? This is definitely nothing to brush under the rug. I saw in that Breakfast Club interview that, you know, uh, Rush Limbaugh was still saying that this was a myth, right? And I think we have to really understand that this thing is happening. It's not a myth. And we are at the point right now where we have to address it head on. We have to. But even 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 if addressing it head on, we have to make strives to do it. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. if those strives to do it is telling your congregation the truth about stuff, you know what I mean? Because you know, um, I mean, people are still. Is there some um, white brothers and sisters that still don't believe white privilege exists? So um, even and and if he feels a certain type of way to say that, I think the action is that you have to like he said you have to preach that in front of your congregation you have to it's it's not enough to just have people on a panel you have to like show it you have to have you have to be welcome with what well, your arms welcome with people to come into your church and like want to be there african americans and other races and you know what i'm saying like because i think about joe osteen joe osteen church is, a, a, is not all white it's very multicultural church mm-hmm. he had pastors um, black, white, sing, you know what I'm saying? So it's not just when you walk into this church, it's just like, oh, wow, I feel like an out, uh, outsider. And when it's time for the offer, I mean, when it's time for, for the not the altar call, everybody looking at me like, go up, like, what? Like, you know what I mean? So I, I think at the same time, I think actions speak louder than words. And I think, um, like you said, he made a mistake. But I think from this point on, people want to really say like want to see the action that he puts forth honestly you know what i mean and it's not just let's have another panel discussions because those are going to get played out sooner or later now it's time to have like yo you in front of your congregation and telling them hey certain things that black people are going through you guys have a privilege about it you may not like it you may not understand it you may not say you may not feel it you may not be like man this that's not the truth but it is the truth. It's certain things. Your child gets stopped. Your white son gets stopped by the police. Everything's going to be fine. You, He's going to come home. If you, his black son, if somebody's black son goes stopped by the police, it may, we don't know what the outcome may be. You know what I mean? We, we, we may not, even if he do everything right, even if he, he, he says the right things, if the cop feels a certain way, he can go, it can go left fast. So I think just those those things that need to be said from the pulpit, if they're not and, and it get blows over, then this is it's gonna almost be like a missions trip. Like you know how people go on missions trips, they feel good about it, then it's just back to normal. So Yeah. Well, um I, I this killed me, man. I don't know if you understand how much this killed me to see two people I, I care about getting dragged by everybody. Jamel yeah, Hill. Man. Killer Mike, like I mean, this thing was huge. Um, so it, it grieved me because these are my brothers, right? They're your brothers if you're listening and a, and a Christian. So to see them get dragged publicly like that was hard. But I think it needed to happen um, for for Louis to really see something that he may not have seen. Because people who are actually trying sometimes they believe that they also aren't the problem themselves because they're one of the good ones, you know. Uh, but there's still some some gaps in in knowledge that need to be filled um, and some listening that still needs to be done, even by people yeah. who care. So that that's a warning for everybody, I would say. All right.
Let's get back into it. You in the field with the track stars, Ryan Wright, Sean Tan, and DJ Jeremiah. Let's go. Hey, I'm Erica Campbell, and I just saw Selfie Dad. Oh, my God. So funny, so encouraging to watch the story of this comedian who found life again by, I don't want to tell you, you have to watch it yourself. Just know that I love Selfie Dad. I love the word of God, and I'm all in. I hope you are, too. Hey guys, this is Miracle from Track Stars. I wanted to make sure you guys know all about the official Track Stars universe. So, if you'd like a free Track Stars t-shirt, yes, as well as free merch, discounts, and exclusive content, and of course, direct access to your favorite radio host, then this is for you. Make sure you go to trackstars.com forward slash official. That's trackstars.com forward slash official. This show is brought to you by Trackstars. Allow us to produce a podcast to help build community engagement around your brand. We can record and edit a podcast specifically designed to reach your target market and utilize social media to create or enhance a loyal following. Go to trackstars.com forward slash brands. Again, that's trackstars with a Z dot com forward slash brands. What's up? This is No Big Deal representing Middle Tennessee and Indie Tribe. You are now in the field with the track stars. It's time for the Entertainment Report with Jeremiah. Welcome, welcome. What's up, man? It's the Entertainment Report. Time. Let's get it going. All right, man. God's House of Hip Hop, shout out to MC Nice, um, has been nominated for some Global Spin Awards. So go to the Global Spin Awards website to vote, man. It's a lot of nom. They were we were in a lot of nominations. So check that out, man, as soon as possible and go vote, man. This is a great opportunity. And I'm going to tell you all this. The Global Spin Awards is more of a mainstream. Um, it's more of a mainstream website. I mean, I mean, website is more of a mainstream awards for DJs and um, um, and then like radio and different things of that nature. So please, please go vote because a vote, a, a, some of the wins, a, a win for us, for guys, House of Hip Hop is a win for the kingdom. All right, man. Um, Jamie Grace slams racism in the church. Jamie Grace has been very vocal about her various encounters with racism while Americans across the nation's protest racial injustice. Most recently, she shared the experience of racism in the church. She said, um, if I had known, um, a, a pastor said this, if I had known Jamie Grace was black, I definitely would not have brought her here. She wrote that on her um, social media, revealing what a white pastor said um, said to her um, team while they were setting up her banner and, and um, stuff in their lobby. Grace what? is one of the yeah, that's crazy. Grace is one of the few black singers who has success in the CCM world, whose audience is predominantly white. She said after a few weeks of posting about racism, it has come to her attention that many of her supporters and friends did not realize racism still exists. The quote above represents one of many personal experience. Sadly, racism is very much thriving in many Christian communities. My question is to you is what would you do about it? How would you search your heart heart to make sure it is clear of discrimination and bias? She asked, and if you have checked and cleared, how would how will you hold your community accountable? How will you actively raise anti-racist children? How would you uplift the voice of black men and women beyond a retweet, a post on social media? 
So, man, so, that's crazy. Who was the pastor that said this? She didn't name the name of the pastor. She just she said that name the name, man. At she this said, point, um, drop the name. <laughs> she said that just happened to her. And, and she said it wasn't. They, he, he didn't say it to her face. I, I guess while her team was setting up her, you know how um, when you perform somewhere, you get like a table for. Yeah, of course. And everything like that. So they were setting up the tables. And I guess that was the first time the pastor saw it and was like, yo, I didn't know she was black. I definitely wouldn't have bought her here. So wait, 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 wait. Why? I guess because she was black. I don't know. <laughs> no, no. I mean, this just it's, it's crazy to me because it sounds like he's saying either he does like he wants to avoid something bad happening or he wants to be sensitive in this time or if he's just like that racist where he well, was just well, like, yo. I, I think she was sharing her experience on racism in the church. So I think that's what like she was saying like happened to her before. So I don't know if it was recent or, you know what I mean, more of a past thing, but... But on the same lines, Chance the Rapper asked the question, is it not the church responsibility to dismantle white supremacy? Chance the Rapper took to Twitter with a question for the Christian church about confronting racism in America as he studies the scriptures. He said, I'm sure I'm going to get replies from non-believers, but I don't like to ask my Christian followers. I would like to ask my Christian followers out there, why don't we as a church explicitly address white supremacy and racism on Sunday? Why don't we engage the truth from the truths of America and how it values an antithesis to the gospel? He took his tweet a step further by posing, is it not directly the responsibility of the church to dismantle and defeat white supremacy? Is equality not basis for, for forming the body of Christ? So, of course, his timeline blew up and different things. Um, he also said, my pastor, um, how somebody he responded to somebody and he says, my pastor usually avoids talking about stuff because he's worried that bringing politics in, the, in, in his preaching will make a, a lot of people upset. And then Chance replied, I think you have the right and responsibility to challenge your pastors to teach about Christ and the content of today's America. So, yeah, man, um, everybody going through it, man. All right, um, our final story, man, it's kind of a sad story. Um, 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 sh- shout out to the crew. They kind of posted this as well. Um, Jesse Akeves founder of the way brand clothing was arrested under the suspicions of child molestation is reportedly by KTL LA that the suspect is accused of molesting three children over the course of 17 years. The um, Baymont California man was taken into police custody on Wednesday. It is said that he knew his victim and that there were, there may be more. The keys is widely known in the CHH community for his apparel and events. Many of your favorite artists have been booked by him for concerts and have won his merch. Overall, this is a very sad situation. Please keep those victims in prayer, man. All right. Um, Coppice section. The sponsor of the Coppice section is Joshua Southern. Before you speak, Armand, wake up and tell a gray, black, Jordan and white socks. Can an evil single? Paris Chariz, die for me single. Christian Gray, beautiful dreamer single. Mitch Durrell, black and proud single. Cam, look single. Dre Becks, um, Drew Becks, season two single, YB, a.k.a. Young Paul, pick a side single, Koi Y, switch up single, and our God, legend, OG in this thing, K-9, returns with Riot single, which is Flames, and that's it for me, man. Oh. Yeah, okay, that's what's up. Shout out to the Nectar artist who uh, released this week. Shout out to Joss Kajanga. He released Unconditional. Um, so make sure you go check that out on all outlets where you can find digital music. And then also, if you are not a part of Nectar, what are you waiting for? We're ready for you, all right? Go to NectarDistro.com. Sign up today. We have opportunities for you to distribute your music. 
to over 200 digital outlets, all right? All right, so we got our first submission to the Make Me A Beat portion of the Make Me A Hit competition. We actually got two, but um, I haven't seen the Instagram video from the other person, so I'm going to let y'all hear it. Um, We need some more submissions. This person jumped out and did it first, so um, now it's on y'all. What y'all think? Y'all Christians are mean, man. Online wasn't giving that. Hey, well, if you can do better, then do better. Send in your submissions. I I identify with something totally different. I don't know what it is yet. (laughs) But but it's beyond Christianity. I know that. Somebody said on YouTube that they they feel it's a little bit more popish than... Then do a better one. I don't hear no criticism if you ain't sending your submissions. So that was the first first person, first person to jump out the window. They did it. So now if you think you could do better, do better. Um, we're going to pick a winner of this competition, the B competition portion, and that's going to feed into the rapper portion. So tell your producer friends, jump in. This is serious. We're doing this. Um, we yeah. got support from a lot of people that are excited about this. So tell your producer friends that you do that knows how to make beats, all that kind of stuff. Tell them to jump in this thing right now. It's getting hot. Two beats have already come in. So we, we need to... The first one's always the I, I I'm so proud of the first one because the first one is the one that gets the ball. You jumped rolling, out so. the window, yeah. You jump out the window, I you get props from me, and this is a great way to get oh, exposure. That's I'm the playing with the song. I'm playing your jumped beats. I'm playing your beats on a show. So sending your stuff. Right. All right. Anyway, let's get back into it. You in the field with the track stars, Ryan Righteous, Shantana, DJ Jeremiah. Let's go. You are listening to the track stars with Shantana, Ryan Righteous, and DJ Jeremiah. Right now you're in the field. Track 
What's good, people? It's your boy, DJ Patton. I want to give a What's going on, Trackstar? All right, back in the field with the track stars, Ryan Wright, Shantana, DJ Jeremiah was good. All right, for all things track stars, make sure you go to trackstarswithaz.com. Follow us on Instagram at trackstars. Like the Facebook page, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and download the app. Okay, so um, hmm. I'm glad we have Mache with us today because I, I need uh, her input on this one. So, have you guys heard of the the artist uh, No Name? No. You've never until heard. you said until you brought her up. Okay, so No Name is a is a rapper. She's been a rapper for a while. She's kind of um, turned into an activist. She kind of got pop, not popular, but she made some news because um, she said that she's tired of performing in front of all white crowds. Um, and she says that most rappers don't like doing that. So they're afraid to say it, but I'm not going to perform again because of that, whatever. So she started kind of focusing more on her activism. And um, so she's been kind of she's been pushing to abolish the police movement, which is past defund. That's get rid of them, get rid of jails, get rid of police altogether. Right. So that's that's what she's on. And um, she tweeted something out kind of right around when uh, George Floyd, uh, the George Floyd thing happened. She said, "Poor black folks all over the country are putting their bodies on the line in protest for our collective safety. And y'all favorite top selling rappers not even willing to put a tweet up. Anne's whole discographies be about black plight and they know where to be found. So who do, who would you think they were, he, uh, she was talking about? What, who comes to mind? Colin Kendra. Yeah, Kendrick Lamar. Mean, of course, most people, right? So uh, most people were like, man. Uh, then they start posting pictures of J. Cole, you know, protesting. And she kind of took that tweet back, right? Then Cole responded with this. So we're going to kind of do a mini dissect in the middle of this because they both kind of, you know, did some stuff. Right. So Cole put out the song. We're not going to play it, but it said, uh, ends me thinking I'm deep, intelligent, fooled by college degree. IQ is average. There's a young lady out there that's way smart, uh, smarter than me. I scrolled through her timeline in these wild times and I started to read. She mad at these crackers. She mad at these capitalists, mad at these murder police. She mad at uh, my end. She mad at our ignorance. She wear her heart on her sleeve. She mad at the celebrities. Low key, I be thinking she talking about me. Now I ain't no dummy to think I'm above criticism. So when I see something that's valid, I listen. But it's something about the queen tone that's bothering me. You strike me as somebody blessed enough to grow up in conscious environment with parents that know about the struggle for liberation. And in turn, they provide her with a perspective and awareness of the system and unfairness that affects them and the clearest understanding of what we got to do to get free. And the frustration that fills her words seems to come from the fact that most people don't see just because you woke and I'm not that ain't no reason to talk like you better than me. How are you going to leave when you attacking the same people that really do need the stuff that you're saying instead of conveying you holler, uh, you're holier, uh, come help get us up to speed. It's a reason it took like 200 years for our ancestors just to get free. These shackles be locking the mental way more than physical. I look at freedom like trees can't grow a forest like overnight Hit the ghetto and slowly start planting your seeds. Uh, what's the point of you preaching your message um, to those that already believe what you believe? Um, I'm on some forget a retweet. Most people are sheep. You got all the answers. But how are you going to reach? If I could make one more suggestion respectfully, I would say it's more effective to treat people like children, understanding the time and love and patience that's needed to grow. The change is inevitable, but ain't 
uh, none of us seen this before. So that was J. Cole's song uh, in response to No Name. Now, did you uh, did you sense any um, anything wrong with J. Cole's song? Did it bother you at all? Ryan. What? <laughs> you know how we do. Why is this new? Anybody. We, we, we have a guest. We have a guest. All of J. Cole's music bothers me, but we have oh a guest. Oh, my God. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> well, I don't know. Michelle, did it bother you? Um, It didn't necessarily bother me, but I feel like it definitely shows that now they're going at each other. Like, he, he addressed some issues, but his song was directed towards her. So it's a distraction. Just like I feel like trying to coach other people to use their platform for activism the way that she did it is also a distraction. Mm, okay. Some some people had a problem with uh, um, him questioning her tone, kind of basically mansplaining the way she should be doing what she's doing. So a lot of women were killing him for for that. Um, but then, of course, there's a ton of J. Cole fans. So J. Cole fans were like, I don't see nothing wrong. Didn't see any kind of a problem. So Chance the Rapper weighed in because uh, I think No Name was on a song with Chance the Rapper. So I think he's kind of yeah. split because he likes both of them. Um, and he said yet another L for men masking patriarchy and gaslighting as constructive criticism. So let's start getting serious. Start getting real, real. So then No Name responded with her own song with Madlib. I saw a demon on my shoulder. It's looking like patriarchy, like scrubbing blood off the ceiling and bleaching another carpet. How my house get haunted. Why toy and body don't embody all the life she wanted. A baby just 19. I know dream all black. I seen her everything immortalizing in tweets. All caps. They say they found her dead. One girl missing. Another one go missing. One girl missing another. But Anne's in the back, quiet as a church mouse, basement studio. When duty calls to get the verse out, I guess the ego hurt now. It's time to go to work. Wow, look at him go. He really about to write about me when the world is in smokes. When is when is people in trees? When George begging for his mother, saying he couldn't breathe. You thought to write about me? One girl missing, another go missing. One girl missing, another go missing. Little did I know all my reading would be a bother. It's trans women being murdered and this is all he can offer. And this is what y'all received, distracting you from the convo with organizers. They talk and abolish the police. This is the new world order. We uh, democratize in Amazon. We burning down borders. This is the new Vanguard. This is the new Vanguard. I'm the new Vanguard. What y'all think about her response? What? Yo, just say the person's name. Just be like, this verse is for you, Cole. Cole, you shouldn't have done this. You shouldn't have said that. You shouldn't. Like, this this whole, like. But but you know what the funny thing is? Even after J. Cole did his thing, he went on a tweet. Like, he started tweeting. And J. Cole don't really, like, tweet that much. But he bigged her up. was like, yo, follow no name. You know, he said, he said I stand by. Yeah. yeah, he said after the song, he was like, yo, I, I follow her. She's doing great things, blah, blah, blah. And he said, I stand by the words. Um, and I, I think the thing, what I think to me, the biggest problem with this whole situation is calling people out. Yes. That's, that's the a problem. problem for me. Like, that's like first off, Cole and Kendrick over the years have been at protests. Like, you know what I mean? Like they've been at protests. They've been mm-hmm. part of helping out with Black Lives Matter. So for you to just say that is like, why do you have the right to say that? And then if somebody comes behind you and say, wait, hold up. 
let's have this conversation or let's have a, a music. I'm going to address you musically because I really don't know you at all based off on I know. I mean, we may know a few people that know each other. I mean, no, like, we don't know each other, but we know a few people that that could probably get this conversation. But this is the best way I know how to respond to what you call me out. So I think the question to me has always been, um, I know I, I got I got into Miss Amethyst and she was going me out, going back and forth. And she was like, his tone, the whole part about the tone piece was really blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I don't think he was trying to downplay her because he was saying, he was like, you, you're doing great. You're doing stuff. Help me learn. what If I don't know what I'm talking about, what I don't know, what I, I don't know what's going on. Help but, me learn. But what they're saying is, why does, why does she need to babysit him through this process? Like. Because if yourself. you don't know, you don't if if you're if you are saying to me, oh, right, this is almost it's almost like this. If somebody's like, yo, I'll never see the track stars out nowhere, bro. This CHH thing, I never Facts. seen them out in Facts. nowhere. And they never they always pushing CHH, right? Facts. But they don't know that when artists want to come to Atlanta, we got a venue for them to go. That we've had Derek Minor there, we've had KJ52 there, we have other artists. We've had artists now still contacting us to say, hey, when this thing's over, can we do this or can we have a event out here? You know what I mean? So you don't know that, but you just talking because you in a moment and and you saying stuff, but nobody's there, like, wait, hold up. You know what I'm saying? And then plus, nobody knows who you are. So you could just say those things blanket. And then when somebody when if we respond, somebody's like, "Yo, that was kind of hard, Track Stars." What, what, why, why are you responding like that? It's like, wait, hold up, they let attacked me, us. Let me take this somewhere else because I really don't care about their their beef. What, <laughs> what, um, what <laughs> this highlighted for me, um, there seems to be a rift occurring between black women and black men. That's what that's what stood out to me. Yeah. Um, the the young lady she mentioned in her verse, Toyin, she was a um activist that was on the front line she was you know rounding up people to go out and, yeah. and um protest and she was uh killed recently she was yeah. taken advantage of by somebody from a church a young man took her home molested her uh she tweeted about it and said that she was molested before and what people believe is that another black man that molested her the first time killed her because he she outed him wow. and there's been a lot of um uh, incidents of black men treating black women really badly during this time and it's, it's baffling. There was a, a, a video of a guy with a skateboard hitting yeah, this girl that. in the head because he, uh, she rejected him. A girl being thrown in a trash can. Like Black women are basically saying, we're fighting really hard for you guys, standing up for you guys because you're getting mistreated by the police, but then you treat us badly all the time. But there needs to be there needs to be something to um, reconcile why black men are still treating black women the way they are. But technically, that argument is you guys is all of us. Right. Because um, Sandra Bland was treated harshly by the police. You got um, this. this um, uh, I keep saying the name, the, the name wrong. Um, you got so many people that have, that are women, women of color that have been treated harshly uh, by the police. You have. The woman who is serving time in jail right now for firing warning shots in her garage. So I think this is a us problem. It's not a right, a but, he but, versus she. but what's but what is consistent? You can see it in in most churches in this this uh, rally uh, the the protest. Black women take the lead in a lot of areas of when course. when they're trying to support 
uh, black men. Like they, they really do go hard for us. And I think what they're saying is how come you guys don't go hard for us the same way? Well, um, hmm. well we I will say this. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Brian. We have more worldly black men than we have Christian black men. So the values aren't the same. They don't add up. They're more... What's unfortunate, that's true. What's unfortunate, there's a lot of those men in the church, too. Yeah, the guy who molested right. her was from the church. Yeah. So there's a lot of work that needs to be done. Um, it, it's just sad. I, I, I got a lot of messages from um, black, friend, black women friends of mine that were reaching out to me saying, like, what are we supposed to do? We're trying to defend you guys, but then you guys treat us like crap. You don't want to date us. You don't want to. You, you don't stand up for us. I'll even call us out. We did. We did a, a a whole thing on Trayvon Martin. We did a whole thing on George uh, Floyd. We didn't have a whole topic on Breonna Taylor. We haven't. We haven't discussed that head on. You know what I mean? We didn't do a whole topic on Sandra Bland. So, are we really standing up for our sisters the way they stand up for us? Well, I kind of told you about my take on the Sandra Bland and the um, Breonna Taylor situation is that, you know, uh, there was a outcry over George Floyd and Ahmaud Aubrey because we were also discussing the video. We don't have video on those two situations. Well, I think we have video of uh, Sandra Bland. I think there was like you could see her mug shot where she was perfectly fine when they arrested her and booked her. But then for some reason she never came out. But I, I think that it's not that we're not looking at it like, oh, it's it's less of importance. It's the fact that we know that there has been video. We're shocked by the video and what we see. And most of the conversation is, look what happened in the video. It's not, you know, it, we know these things are happening all across the country. We know they are, right? We know that they're happening all across the country. And so we're not saying that just these incidents alone are isolated. We're saying that these are the ones that were caught on camera. These are the ones that have been publicized by the media. These are the ones that are we're, we're, we're focused on and talking about. But I think when people get into the rallies and they march, they're marching for everybody. I don't think there's a name or a face that they're singling out just alone. I think if you say George Floyd, you're also thinking Trayvon Martin. You're also thinking Eric Garner. You're also thinking Sandra Bland. You're also thinking... Um, uh, the gentleman that was shot and killed in his apartment last year. So you're thinking all these people, you're not just saying I'm, I'm marching for this one cause. It's an outcry but, and an outspark. But the same way we want our white brothers and sisters to listen to us. I mean, there's a lot of women saying this. This is not, this is not just one or two. They're saying you guys are treating us badly. Am I, am I off base, Mache? Like, do you, do you sense this too? Everybody ain't the um, same, but you weigh in. What do you think? So I sense it to a certain degree. Um, when it comes down to Black women's representation, a lot of times, and I've even experienced with that work, it's like, you know, but you're so strong and you're so resilient. But that doesn't mean that I don't need or want the same grace or concessions that you've given other people. Um, oftentimes, people look at my strength or what I've been through, and they're like, you know, we're just going to put this on you and you're supposed to take it. But then you can't react because then you look like the angry black one. You know, then it's like, okay, you're another stereotypical person. I can say with regard to the church, um, really, I, I kind of low-key called the church out. Um, it wasn't any names involved specifically, because um, I know Jeremiah was able to say the name. But say the name. <laughs> say the name. But no, part of the issue I have with that is some churches... I uh, have a tendency to be so excited to have some male presence that they sweep some things under the rug and they don't necessarily look at 
um, some obvious signs that are there. You know, it's like, okay, well, you know, let's give them grace. We'll get it together. I mean, even down to um, a few people that I knew who were dealing with men who were serving in positions who were actually um, had narcissistic tendencies, you know, would basically put a, uh, put the female in a situation, like one of somebody I know, they were arrested, you know, but he called but after he hit her and then she pulled a knife on him. And I was like, okay, well, you know, she he did it in, he did it in self-defense. But it was more so to try to keep his name clean because he was being active in the church. So I kind of at one point was like, okay, are we just going to let people continue to get away with things because um, we need a, a presence in the church? Um, overall, I do think that women are not, um, I, I think that for the most part, sometimes women will play the background willingly, but when there is some, something that needs to be said, we're not really heard. But do you do do we think that um, I think I think for for some things, I think we really have to have a community talk. Um, I, I, me and Maya, I was talking to Maya about this um, this week. I said, I feel like I feel like that we always, always we always willing to just go to the fight. But like our. Our line, like like when you go to war, when people go to war and it's like a platoon is there and it's like um, they, they're fighting and then all of a sudden, like you would be shocked if somebody else in your platoon turns around with their gun and have a gun to your head while you're in the middle of war. And sometimes vice versa, sometimes men, black men can feel that way about black women and black women can feel that about men. So I think, and this is just my opinion, I think we, we have to have that talk because what I'm seeing is that, like you said, some black women do feel like, hey, man, you guys are not protecting us. We don't feel protected by you. We don't blah, blah, blah. And then some black men are like, well, one, I, I, I don't know who you are. I don't know you like that to protect you. I don't know like that. I don't know you to just say like, like if I jump out, on, jump out the window for you. Are you going to still be there? You know what I'm saying? I'm not talking about like violent, like anything violent. I'm talking about like if I step out, if we're in a corporate environment and they go crazy on you and I'm like, wait, hold on, hold on. You know, blah, blah, blah. and I go off and and I lose my job. Are you willing to lose your job? You know what I'm saying? Or whatever. So I think at the end of the day, I, I, I always say this. I feel like both parties have to come and really have that conversation about black black men and black women and what do we want from each other just as we have these conversations about these racist monuments coming down just as we have this conversation about defunding the police that's how we have a conversation about um um president trump or you know what's going on we want justice we gotta have that community conversation between us because if we don't what's gonna happen is we still gonna feel this way we still gonna feel when black women are still gonna feel like they're uncovered black men's gonna be like well you know, I, they don't, I don't feel, I don't feel, I don't feel guided. I don't, not guided, but I don't feel, I don't feel like, like, like the best around you. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I think that conversation needs to happen because if it doesn't, then we're going to continue to go around this circle forever. You know what I mean? Like we're going to continue to do it until somebody's willing to say, Hey, let's have this conversation. Black men, black women, if, if it's a form, if it's, you know, just have those conversations where we hear each other and you know what I'm saying? And I think I think another thing, too, is we got to look at it. We got to drop our baggage. You know what I'm saying? And, and what I mean by that is black men got to drop our baggage of 
well, well, you know, she got me on child support or this or that. If I was a block, and then black women gotta have a, drop their baggage of, well, all men are black men are dogs or all black men are this. And it's like, you haven't dated all black men to say that. You don't know every black man in America, so you can't say all of it now. Fortunately, and this is where we need to fix it. A lot of them are, and we need to fix that. We need to stop that. Um, what, Sean, what's that's sick a stereotype, Sean. It, that's I mean, a stereotype. That's not a stereotype. It's, that's not a stereotype. It's, it's other faithful black men out there. Come on. Don't say, don't say out of 100. Said, we're talking about majority. Said, we're talking about majority. Them are. And we need to we need to work on that. What what made me sick about the video with the skateboard thing was all the guys around the kid that did it. Ooh, oh, we got to kill that in this culture. That is not okay. Yeah. It's not okay to be hooping and hollering when some uh, a man treats a woman that way. No matter yeah. what color, no matter what situation. That's where we got we got to kill that. There's no excuses for that. And at the but, at the at the but, very minimum, at the very minimum, don't expect white people to listen to your pain. You ain't willing to listen to your sister's pain. That's, that's the end of the day. Yeah, and I want to just jump in and, and go back to some of the things that Jeremiah was saying. Like, basically, I definitely agree. Um, part of the issue is that we don't have a general um, idea of what we're thinking or where we want to go. It's just so much noise around every issue that when a big issue comes up, people kind of flock to that. They don't know the background behind pretty much why someone is feeling the way they're feeling. Um, I, and then to go also back to what Sean was saying, as far as like defending black women, the honest, um, honestly, um, I know that we're in the time of Corona, but I went to the grocery store the other day to get a couple cases of water. And it's so funny because, you know, I'll see a black man and he'll try, he'll do everything he can to avoid eye contact unless he's trying to get me. Um, and I don't have a problem lifting my own case of water. I've done it before and I can continue to do it. But the funny thing is I'll see a male of another race. And that actually the funny thing is more recently it has been more Caucasian men. And they'll be like, oh, let me get that for you. You know, or are you going to be okay? You know, and that's, that's kind of what I get from what Sean was saying. However, back to what Jeremiah was saying, oftentimes we just, we don't have a, idea of where we want to go so like with the defund police nobody has the same it, is, it does not appear from what i hear that anybody really has the same idea i've heard from people who can make the decision that defund the police means to reallocate funds but i'm hearing from people like no name and other and someone else who was on tv the other day who's really upset who are they're on the streets they're marching with people but they're thinking it means no police at all and I'm saying, okay, but you have to think about things that make sense. I mean, there are some good police. And then also think about the fact that somebody, if you're talking about policing our own, well, that is essentially what George Zimmerman was doing, was it not? Mm. And that's policing our own, um, though it wasn't our own, it was his own. Um, it, that's what killed Trayvon. You know, so we have to be wise and, and think about some of the um, some of the different things that can come into play if we just go far to the left or far to the right. Yeah, and 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 the fact that it's clear that we're not united on this is it's gonna muddy the waters because people could people will seize on your differences and say, see, it's not even worth listening to none of y'all anyway. Y'all ain't even yeah. y'all ain't even clear on what you want. Yeah, um, and, it, and I and I think even even from a perspective of learning, like. I think, and we had a kind of conversation about 
the whole BLM thing. And then when people find out what BLM is about and all that other stuff and, and black men like, well, wow, this ain't even about me. Uh, one of the leaders don't even want me. Or, you know what I mean? So it's, it's a lot of, it's real conversation, man. Like real conversation needs to be taken care of because it's a lot, like you said, like she said, it's a, it's, I don't think a lot of um, men know or was, not saying raised to do certain things, but like to see you struggling with water and asking you like, yo, you, you need help? Are you okay? You know what I mean? I don't even know if a lot of young kids know that or even grown men know that. You know what I'm saying? Or like, I don't, I'm married, so I don't want to help this woman with the water because I don't want her to think I'm trying to holler. But That's a lot a of it's like, That's a you know what I mean? That is so it just it just you I think I think we have a lot of things that we as a community got to talk about, man. And I, and I really think that because I feel like, you know, a lot of us come from and I mean, I mean, I, I say probably meet more me than um, well, maybe Ryan, too. But just coming from single parent homes when you a woman is teaching you stuff and you're trying to learn stuff, but some stuff where a man should teach you. Like, I know my father taught me how to respect elder people because when and he was like, if somebody's older than you, you need to say Mr. and Mrs. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So that's one of those things where, like, helping a woman out or open a door for women or you, if you don't see that growing up, you just see your mom or she may just say something that you, 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 you grab it to, you go to. It's like you don't know how to treat a woman. You know what I'm saying? Are you learning how to treat a woman from hip hop? Are you learning how to treat a woman from a movie you like to watch? You know what I mean? So I think it's a lot, man. It's a lot in our community that we keep sweeping under the rug because we don't want to deal with it versus constantly just saying like, we got it. We got to get the white folks got to respect us and all this other stuff, which is great and which is true. But at the same time, we as a community have to have those conversations. And so deal you, with them. So do you not agree with this, Ryan? Do you not agree that men need to to look in, inward and, and watch how we're treating our sisters? Oh yeah, definitely. I just think it's a sin problem all the way around. I think that I think that, you know, the issues that we're having with police brutality and racism is a sin. I think the issues that we're having with black men disrespecting uh women is is a sin. I think that um violence in the streets, the riots, all of this is just a sin problem. That's the that's the only thing I can see to fix it. It's the only way is to. When I when I was talking to my friend, that she she sent me a poem where she was venting some of the frustrations of being on the front lines trying to protect black men, but also having to protect yourself from black men. It it, it creates a, a position where you, you feel uncomfortable. Like it's it's a weird position to be defending someone and protecting yourself from them at the same time. It just made me sad. It just it made me realize that um the church is really failing with all this. The church should be leading mm-hmm. this. That's why that's why. The sins of the church are white brothers and sisters not being able to get over racism. The church failing makes it to where other groups then take over and say, yep. well, they're not going to take care of you. Well, let me yep. try. Let me do yep. it. Follow yep. me. And it's they're following them to death. Right. Black so the church, groups. the church has to get over its own problems so that we can become leaders again, because it, these people aren't going to listen to the church, especially when the church is, is so conflicted over race itself. Why would they listen to any anything any of these people have to say? We got we we got to do better. I, I don't really know. And and part of it is us being honest. Me being able to say, "No, we we failed when it came to uh representing our sisters well on the show over and over again. We need to do better ourselves. We need to be able mm-hmm. to listen when when our sisters say, "Hey, this bothers me. This hurt me. This this and that." And actually soak it in because we want 
our white brothers and sisters, to, uh, white brothers and sisters to listen to us. No. So don't mm-hmm. expect people to listen to you if you ain't willing to listen to other people. And I, and that goes with me. That goes with me first. You know what I mean? This so, reminds me of a lot of what I, I used to like. I, me and my dad, our, one of our genres that we used to watch together um, was Westerns. Right. We love Westerns. And back in the day in Westerns, the church was more powerful than the law. Right. Like the church led the the city. They led the town. They the pastor was, you know, the most influential person, the most influential voice. And so when we think about the church being leaders, it's 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 lost its reins on that. And you're right. If we get back to that, if we get back to the place where people are looking at the church as the as the voice and and how we fix things, then we're in a good place again. But until that happens, we're we're going to be where we are. This is the most stress I've ever seen the church under in my life. I mean, this is this is really bad. Yeah. So hopefully we can come out. Hopefully conversations like this help because um, we need we need somebody. There's no leader anywhere. I can, there's no there's no one or two people that I could think of that's like they are a leader in this situation. It's like everybody's floundering around, in my opinion. All right, man, let's get back into it. You in the field with the track stars, Ryan Righteous, Shantana, DJ Jeremiah. Let's go. Hey guys, this is Miracle from Trackstars. I wanted to make sure you all know all about the official Trackstars universe. If you'd like a free Trackstars t-shirt, free merch, discounts, exclusive content, and direct access to your favorite radio host, then this is for you. Make sure to check out trackstars.com forward slash official. Again, that's trackstars.com forward slash official. You're in the field with the track stars, running with the track stars, track, tracking with the track stars, in the track stars universe. Ooh, 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 stay on track with us. Y'all know what time it is. This your man Brinson God Chases Entertainment. Buckle your seat belts for line for line. Vote Christian though. Yeah. Yeah, back in the field with the track stars, Ryan Righteous, Shantana, DJ Jeremiah. What's good? All right. Make sure that you are going to the Track Stars website and downloading the app so that you can also get the podcast, not just Track Stars Podcast, but so many others, Track Stars Podcast Network. Do it today. Download the app and join the Track Stars Podcast Network. All right. All right, man. It's Lon Falon Showdown 37. This is um Lon Falon um Showdown is basically independent artists that we put up against mainstream artists that are going, um, that are popping right now and songs that are out right now and some songs that are um, known by the artist or the artist is a popular artist. So the views and opinions of the track stars and the track stars universe are not the views and opinions of the artist, the label, producer, and others. If you feel offended by this, please press stop now. If you never heard of the mainstream artists and think about checking them out, man, please press that stop button. 
Try not to do the same artist over and over and over. If you are a person only listens to Christian artists, this ain't your cup of tea, man. We got you, man. We understand. We do noteworthy topics, interviews you go check out. We're not copying any battle formats. We've been doing this since the 2000s. These artists are not the Christian version of anybody. It's just a bit. All right, man. So we're going to get this thing started right now. We're going to start it off with um, Chance the Rapper. This is called Slide Around. Round one, let's go. I still got hoop dreams. I got mood swings. I could do things. In a plain white tee and some blue jeans. Introducing my little boo thing. She gonna stick with thicker thin. That's a mood ring. Everybody eats. You just don't keep receipts. I'ma just press delete. Always in toes like beats. Give me some built-in beats. You don't need help like cheats. You don't need help like me. Seeks. Put on my back like beach. All right, that was Chance the Rapper, Slide Around. This is K Rich. I can only be me. To do how to rap or how to flow. God said go write rhymes, and I said yeah, and started it. Thank God because I needed it. Lord knows I was on the brink of suicide, and that's facts. Came close to losing it. But God said don't do it, son. Your future bright like these, son. I know the pain is real deep, but the reason is much deeper. Don't worry about the people. They gon' hate you for no reason. They gon' talk. They gon' say that you ain't even Christian. And the other side gon' say that you just too preachy. And the people in the middle just don't get me like a riddle. And they ask me if I'm changing, and I tell them not a little. Nah. All right, that was K. Rich. Um, I can only be me. Chance the rapper slide around. Who y'all going with? Joseph King said, does this mean round one will go to the Christian rapper? <laughs> one is a rapper that's Christian. And the other, I'm joking. I guess so. <laughs> uh, Ryan, what you got? Yeah, I'm going to go Chance on that. Chance. Um, I actually Chance. like, actually like um, K. Rich. Um, his voice, he kind of sound like... Um, um, three stacks a little bit. Just he sounds like three. Sounds like three stacks. Um, but I imagine that when when he gets his stuff mixed and mastered, uh, I can hear an echo on the back of that. I don't know if y'all can hear that. But when he gets his stuff mixed and mastered, it'll be nice. Miche, I got a go chance on that when the uh, the beat hit me. Yeah, I, th- I think K. Rich um, was good. It, it had an echo in in the room. Um, uh, so that would have helped. I think Chance is just, it just sounded a little bit better to me. So I got yeah. Chance. Jeremiah. Um, I am going with K. Rich. K. Rich. You like that song better? Yeah, I mean, I think I think I like the bounce of it. Um, and the Chance thing um, was okay. But I, I like the K. Rich just an inch better. So, so that's 3-1. Chance. So right now the total is 1-0 mainstream. So we're gonna start off with um this is round two. We're gonna start off with Dre Breeze, the godson, porch. Here we go. Jumping off the porch, jumping off the porch. We was outside, yeah. I had the block, I hit the block. We had a high, yeah. my back, You know we gon' slide, yeah. I that was Dre Breeze, the Godson Porch. This is the baby rock star. Gave me nothing. 
I'm ready to hop out on the new. Get the bus. Know you heard me say you play you late. Don't make me push the butt. Full of pain. Dropped enough tears to fill up a fill up a fuck. I bought a chopper. I got a big drum to hold a hundred. Going for nothing. I'm ready to air it out on all these niggas. I can see I'm running. Just talk to my mama. She hit me on FaceTime just to check up on me and my brother. I'm really the baby. She know that the youngest son was always guaranteed to get the money. Okay, let's go. She know that the baby boy was always guaranteed to get the loot. She know what I do. She know if I run from it, I'ma pull it out. Shoot PTSD. I'm always waking up a cold sweat. Like I got the flu. My daughter the chief. She started killing me in front of her before the age of two. All right, that was the baby rock star versus Dre Breeze, the godson, Porch. Who y'all Ryan. Going rock star. Early. Yeah. Early. Your face didn't squinch up when he started rapping fast. You were trying to figure out what he was saying? No, actually, I just, I like, I like um, his flow pattern I, on a lot of the stuff he does just because it's different. Yeah, it reminds me of my, it reminds me of like. Dr. Shocker? Yeah. <laughs> nah, yes, actually, yes. That, no, I never not. thought about it's it like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, yeah. Man, he's not the uh, he's better than Silk the Shocker. Uh, what you got, yeah. Jay? Um, I'm going with Dre. Dre Breeze. I got Dre Breeze. This is way better. Way better. What you got, Jeremiah? The baby. That's crazy. I just don't like saying his name. Y'all are crazy. It's two two. So it's up to y'all online. It's up to y'all online. Dre Breeze, the song was way better. What is wrong with y'all? Makes me feel the baby is the truth, man. He that man right now. It's terrible. Dre Breeze online. But really, the baby only has one flow pattern. I really don't hear him switch it up that often. So, all right. So that's one one. Dre Breeze won that round, so it's one one. We're going into round three. Round three. We're going to start off with um, YB and Corday. We going to make it. Here we go. Know you got three daughters, could use some resources. Now nah, we just need order. I got my own bad news. Ufka reporter, niggas ain't even safe. They wanna deport us. I'd rather keep us boxed in on the street corners. If you gon' stop and frisk it, it's chicken, at least warn us. My dog's still on probation, they got a leash on us. Far from stupid, in fact, I'm smarter than Harvard students. Spark the movement and put an end to this garbage music. Got me thinking like this can't be life. Alright, that's why I've been Corday. We're gonna make it. This is GT Conscience. Here we go. Watch you part the Red Sea like they was Pharaoh. Grew up dreaming of Cadillac Camaros. So on the wings and I fly like an eagle. Used to be like a sparrow. I know you seem angry, but God, could you spare though? Your son hung on some wood like he was a scarecrow. I know that I should acknowledge. Alright, that was GT Conscience versus YB, YBN Corday. We're gonna make it. Who y'all going with? Uh, I'm gonna go number two. GT. Mache. Um, might be a little bit of thought nostalgia here, but I think I'm going with um was it YB, uh, YBN Corday? Yeah. Um it just gave me that that old school um well it's old school now. But Rockefeller, this can't be lifestyle. So Yeah, it did. I think he sampled that. Michelle got a good ear. Help me got out. a good is, ear. Is this the same verse he has on the her song? It sounds almost the same. The Lord is know. coming song. Anyway, um, YB and Corday killed it, but I thought I thought um, what's his name? Uh, GT Conscious. He he was right there with him. I'm a toss up. Toss, yeah. 
Um, I was going to use my toss here, but I don't know if I want to give it up this early. So, um, I'll give it to, um, mm, that's a hard one. I will say GT by hair, by the hair of his chin, chin, chin. What's that? So, 2-1 GT. GT online. GT online, so yeah. So he pulled it out. Good job, man. That so was it's close. Two, that was good. Yeah, it was. That was a close one. It's 2-1 going to round four. And in round four, we're going to start off with um, and EA North. It's called Rain. Here we go. Yo, point guard like Dutch. Had to put it all in the past. God put me in for the bench. Man used to sleep on the bench. Now I got corn in my chest. God put his gold in my chest. All right, that was um, EA North Rain. This is Little Baby, the bigger picture. I find it crazy the police to shoot you and know that you did, but still tell you to freeze. Nobody seen what I seen. I guess that mean hold him down if he say he can't breathe. It's too many mothers just grieving. They're killing us for no reason. Been going on for too long to get even. Throw us in cages like dogs and hyenas. I went to court and they sent me to prison. My mama was crushed when they said I can't leave. First I was drunk, then I sobered up quick when I heard all that time that they gave it to Ali. He got a license plus. We just some products of our environment. How the f they gon' blame us? You can't fight fire with fire, I know, but at least we can turn up the flames on. Every color person ain't done. All right, that was Lil Baby, the bigger picture versus EA North Rain. Who y'all going with? Ryan. Uh, I'm gonna go with Lil Baby. Really? Surprising me today. Miche. <laughs> uh I think I'm gonna go with EA North. I got EA North on that. I liked it a lot better. What you got, Jeremiah? Oh, baby. All right, so it's two to two. It's up to y'all. That little baby song is fire. I see a lot of little baby. I thought, I thought, I thought he was. Um, I thought it was going to be whack, but then I heard it. I was like, okay. I mean, I need to hear more. It didn't sound good to me. Little baby online. So, what's the overall? Two two. Going into okay. round five. All right, man. Uh, we're going to start off round five. This is Russ, best on earth. Fatter than fat, and she got good. Sit that on my lap. I give it good. To her. I might have to fly out to Mykonos, or maybe to Japan so I could hit her like a Michiro. She knows what is up. I don't got to dumb it down. Tatter like Rihanna, singing like it's run the town. I love her. She's a freak. I promise if I could, seven days a week. Face from the Middle East. From the West Indies, it's all about on my body, rest in peace. Yeah, got me wobbling. She know I got cameras. She said we should vlog it. I know she got stamina. She said start. All right, that was Russ, best on earth. This is Jay Saint. I'm gonna mess his name up. <laughs> Jay Saina, somebody Same. remake. There you go. Yeah. 
after And that one with the master Well, had a couple conversations Then we started feeling Emotions rushing in so high that they could touch the ceiling That pain will go away when we grown up Relationship we once had quickly got Alright, that I'm not gonna say you said what his last name is? I think it's Jay Sanon. Jay Sen? Okay. Jay somebody Sen- re Sanon. Sanon. Jay Sanon, somebody remix versus Russ, best on earth. Who y'all going with? Ryan. Uh song number two. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mache. Ron Jay Sanon on that. Even with um Russ's sample, I think he still killed it. I got Russ on this one. What you got, Jay? Um, I am going to go with Jay, even though I, the it. Russ song is pretty decent. You know, the girl rapping on that Russ song was um a young lady that used to be on that um female hip hop show back in the day. Oh. You remember the female hip hop show? What was the name of that show? It was like they had it was like five female rappers. One of the girls in there was like um her name was Saya. And, it, and and they was living like together and everything and stuff. And it was trying to help them build up. It was a good show, but the girl rapping on it is from that show. But yeah, so, but it's Jay online. So that is four one, but it really matters. So now the score is three, two, going into the round six. So round six, we're going to start off with this. Lamar Riddick, Cray, here we go. Got me a squad. Kelly one came with the path was too hard. He got it on lock. I know that I'm best with my Patriot star. I put it on God. The moment you chill, they will look at you. I we all that we got. I'm building my block like my first name was Bob. I'm in West Virginia where they rehab and they overdose. Had too many friends, missed a shot because of bullet holes. They were having boys come get at you like you blow your nose. When there's so many funerals, I'm running out of church clothes. I don't do this for M's. My light don't get dim. See, I'm writing these hymns. All right, that was Lamar Riddick, Cray versus Joy, Joyner Lucas. Will. I feel like I'm dreaming. He's fully a blessing. I'm really elated. I pray that he grow up like Willow with Jaden. I know that he will. I hope he look up to me like we used to look up to Phil. I know that it's real. I lay a brick at a time for something I know I can build. I learn it from Will. I know ain't nothing gonna set us back. You take it from me, I get it back. Me and my homies forever strapped. We roll up on them like men in black. I blow your chest to your head and back. I think I made a mess. I'm in Cali with a vest. I know it's Jordan Lucas Will versus Lamar Riddick Cray. Honestly, if y'all don't catch this, Jordan Lucas is talking about Will Smith and Lamar Riddick is talking about Lecrae. Did he did he do this as a response to the Will song? I think I don't know. I don't know, but I'm sure it is heavily influenced. Is it, so okay. I'll I'll wait. Go ahead, Ryan. Yeah, uh, I'm going Lamar Riddick, man. I love that dude. He's good. All right, Michelle. I'm going Lamar Riddick as well. Um, I did. I didn't know anything about Lamar's song. It, he sounded good, but it did make me think of the Will song. So I didn't know that was coming up next. It's the same flow pattern, so it must be uh like a like an homage to it. No. Yeah. That's yeah. Good. I think so. Um, so I'm gonna go Will just because um. I just thought that it, it was just creative. So when you when you take from that, I have to give props to the person who started it. So I got Joiner. Facts, Joiner. I got Will. All right, so that's two two. It's up to y'all. All right, two two. We can go to let's, round let's seven, or it's it. y'all decided. Is it a tie or what it is? 
We'll see. The Mar Riddick joint was fire too. He oh, did he some dope it. and he stuff. He it. killed it. But like you said, it's almost like you got. I didn't know. I didn't know it was an homage. So I, I was like, man, this is the same flow pattern as that Will song. So I don't know if that takes away points or not. But just, just because Joiner, if if it did indeed right. come first, I think Joiner's take on it was was original. We're going to like, round seven. Joiner Lucas now. won that round. We're going to round seven in the after party. So uh, yeah. if you don't know, we started <laughs> we started an after party. Um, so if you're an official universe member, go in there. You'll see the, the link for the Zoom. We'll jump over there in a second. Thank you guys for hanging out with us today. We appreciate you. Mache, thank you for coming. Yay. Thank you, Mache. for having me. I, the funny thing about that, um, Joyner Lucas, is it reminds me of when I was there, but I didn't want to get through by myself. <laughs> when you were aware? At the studio. When I, when I came there, we did um, oh, join right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, again, thank you guys for following us. Join the official universe. You could do it for free. You get a free t-shirt. You could cancel anytime. Uh, so sign up for the official universe. Um, you could jump in there with us uh, right now. And uh, we'll be doing these after parties more. It won't be every week, but we'll announce it. Um, we've got some cool ideas for you guys. Really, really cool ideas. So we're always trying to make this thing better. So thank you guys for supporting us. We appreciate you. Doing round seven in a couple of minutes. So jump in there if you want to get in there now. If you don't want to actually be in the Zoom, you just want to watch. It'll be live on the Facebook, like uh, official Facebook group. All right. Thank you, guys. You in the field with the track stars. Ryan Wright to Shantana, DJ Jeremiah. Let's go. Now, I'm in the field with track stars right now. I had a blessed time. Hopefully, you guys are listening. If you're not, then you're losing. Let's go next time. Let's go next time.